have Justin here. This is me, KP. We're going to talk a little bit. Justin, do you want to go over in detail the fascinating episodes of Raw and SmackDown, or would you rather just kind of jump through and talk about WrestleMania? Hmm, let's talk about Mania. All right, so we're going to get into it right after. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. Justin, thank you, first of all, for calling in. Let's dive into this quickly. The focus of SmackDown has been the Roman Brock thing. I feel like everything else has been a, a distant afterthought. Yes, sir. Very much so. Roman feels like he's turning generic. Yeah, he's turning generic heel number three. You know, he runs away from Brock. He gets embarrassed by Brock. He gets his car flipped over by Brock, despite the fact that he's got him and two other dudes and all this stuff. He's running away. It just doesn't feel like the Roman I've been seeing for two years now, just about. Exactly. They're trying to fool us into thinking he's going to lose. Yes. Or that that's possible. It feels like that. It also feels like I, I, I feel like, and we've all known this, right? You know that Cena was the main focus for a while, or Edge was the main focus for a while, or Hunter, or or when Randy decide when he decided Randy's going to get the push, or when he decided Batista's going to get the push. I listened to an old Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Vince Russo's on, and he's telling. Stone Cold, different things about his career that supposedly happened that Stone Cold doesn't know about. One of which was after the WrestleMania HBK match with Mike Tyson and all that, he goes over and now he is by far, you know, Sean's gone altogether. Stone Cold's by far the most important thing in the company. The Rock really hasn't evolved yet to be that, that great counterpart here. Vince McMahon says to Russo, you're with him. Nothing else matters. That feels so right. When you watch the show, how the focus almost has to be a spotlight. We are focusing on the fact that Brock is now doing his best work without Heyman as his advocate. And Heyman is being used to kind of tell the story between the two. And Roman is almost taking the backseat. Now, when he gets the mic, he's still great. The part that frustrates me is why is he running? Yeah. Why is he running, man? And the only time we saw him... This is an odd – I wonder where the psychology is is on with Vince on this in that he does – at the Madison Square Garden show, Roman gets to put him down, make him bleed, stand over him. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we've seen Roman get the better of Brock in all of these things. Most of, Yeah, most of the time. What is it that makes Vince think, why did he show us that at all? You, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. he, he doesn't want them to touch on television right now because he wants it to feel new, real, big fight feel because we haven't seen it a whole lot lately. Uh, they've touched so much. I get that, right? But, uh-huh. but you did show us Roman standing over him. I, I wonder what the psychology is to that. You're implying there is some. You're implying that some sort of long-term overarching plot line that Vince is somehow in like invested in. Never sure of that. <laughs> I think there is. I just I, I, for the life of me, I can't come up with it. I'll give you another example in a lesser degree on the on the same 
Look at Damian Priest. Priest is straight murking people. We turn Priest a little bit heel, and all of a sudden he can't beat nobody without jumping them. The Priest thing is fascinating to me, and I don't think it's good because I feel like they had booked him so well up until they decided to change things. Well, that's what they do every time. They book these guys great, and then they when they decide to when they decide to pull the trigger on the heel turn or something like that, they immediately become cowards. Darth Vader was not a coward, dude. Agreed. The Terminator walked right up in there and took apart a police station. Roman had avoided these tropes for a long time. Exactly. Which, which is, the, I guess, the frustrating thing about all of this. Now, let's get into night one because I think we can tell a little bit about these shows that are happening weekly while going through what we believe to be the lineup. Night one is going to main event with Flair Rousey. And I'm going to start with that because it does not to me feel like a main event right now. You No, it does not. Rousey for some reason, and I don't, I'm not going to pick on her. Like I I rewatched SmackDown this morning while I was waiting to call you. The Rousey promo wasn't nearly as bad as the people online would have you believe the little go back and forth with Charlotte, but it does. It feels like two people that know they're a big deal and that the match is a big deal, and they're not trying, they don't really have to sell it to us. Mm hmm. But they do. You know why they have to sell it to us? Because we need Rousey to make us believe that she wants to be here because all. Exactly. I, yeah, that, you're correct. All of the outside information we're getting is that she doesn't care. If it's all bullshit, let me know that with passion while you're talking to somebody. Yeah. Let me care. You know, I get it. You're trying to play cool because you're big and you're tough and all that. But I want to know that you want to be here. And I don't get that from her at all. No. And she may be one. I don't know. I think that they should have stuck her with the manager, which is like, I, I don't know who. Paul Heyman would have been my first pick because, you know, Paul Heyman's my first pick to save any situation, just about as far as like, but <laughs> like that. They needed somebody to talk for. And, you know, until she could learn how to, I mean, we're not talking about somebody who was, Ronda Rousey was not known for her, and I'm not picking on her. I'm told, talking about true stuff. She didn't even talk when she was a kid for a long time because she had different, dis, you know, things going on and some psychological stuff and some disability stuff. So to expect her to become some sort of like, that's just like, it's not even fair to her. And if you want to lean into that, you can give her, Batista-esque, when when Batista was on the rise early on, I'm just going to kick your ass stuff. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, you have to do that in scenarios where she's not getting seven, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's not supposed to be a back-and-forth segment. And Charlotte can't be on a big screen because there's no way to touch her. At the very least, if you're going to do what you did this week, Sonya needs to be out there. And she can she can hurt Sonya instead of Charlotte when she gets mad. I mean, even Taker, dude. Everybody's like, well, Taker, man, Taker. How many words did Taker say for the first, like, five, six years of his career? I think he was a dead man for a decade before, like, American Badass and all that comes around, right? Yeah. Rest in peace. Any worry on the match? No, no. I think the match will be fun. I I think you'll get to see two people who are really, as long as nobody decides to take liberties. 
<laughs> you know, well, well, Charlotte ain't gonna take liberties. <laughs> Dan, the Dan Severn moment on national television. I'll make I'll make your fiction real. Now moving on, I think Rousey probably wins and then loses it real quickly at like a backlash and then goes back on vacation. Which again makes Rousey almost feel like Goldberg ass. Not like you know what I mean. She's like, I brought this person in to get my ratings up for a couple months, but there's no long term plans. Right. Okay. McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Do I care is the real question. How you know how much I miss broke broke ass Corbin? I love broke ass Corbin. <laughs> okay, McIntyre goes over. Let's don't spend too much time on this. Yes, Corbin gets killed. Yes, Highlander style. Yes, there could be only one. <laughs> yes, Dom and Ray versus the Miz and Logan Paul in this celebrity match. It is not lost on me. I watched that evil. Show on Peacock, WWE Network version of Peacock. They did an episode on The Miz, and it was fantastic. And it is not lost on me that The Miz actually has carved out a spot for himself where he's the celebrity window at Mania. You know, that's that's who they get involved with. Last year it was Bad Bunny. This year's Logan Paul. He has his own 20 minute segment on every WrestleMania, which is pretty cool when you think about it. And what he's like Kane and uh and Pete Rose. (laughs) Yes. Now, who do you think wins here? Oh, the celebrities. Miz and Logan Paul over. I think they get the win. Really, I think I think the Miz gets pinned again. That's my guess. Probably what's going to happen. But I'm rooting. Do you know how bad it is? I'm rooting for Logan Paul. (laughs) You want him to pin Dom? I do want him to pin Dom. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay, Shinsuke and Boogs versus the Usos for the title. What do you think about that? I think that, that this match should – well, this is my problem with a lot of the build of WrestleMania, that the air got sucked out of everything else. This is the bloodline right here. Shouldn't this be a match? Shouldn't this be bigger than this? Shouldn't this be somehow attached to the Roman stuff a little bit? Shouldn't we have had Brock Lesnar, Shinsuke Nakamura – and Rick Boogs wrestle the bloodline at least once. Isn't that WWE way? That is that is such a great point that I had not thought of. And I think it's hard. The WWE has so with their tag divisions, they they try to do so much tweener stuff. You know, like even the bad guys are kind of funny, and the Usos are really the only ones that get away with being bad guy bad guys. Yes. You know, I mean. I guess Sheamus and them aren't really a tag team, but they're trying to be a heel faction. But I can't help but kind of laugh at but <laughs> poor, poor Pete Dunne. But moving back into this, that Boogs, I love Boogs and Shinsuke, but it's hard, it's hard for me this, to see this as a blood feud. And I understand part of the stuff was, you know, Shinsuke was getting healthy through that whole time period there. It's so just kind yeah. of a weird build, and you can see like he 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 was fine with. Jimmy this week and he he's back going and I think this is going to wind up being a, I don't have any worries in night one about the matches. No, this match is going to be fire. That's my problem is I don't and I'm gonna say it right now. Swolo Mercury, Freddie Mercury over here, Rick Boogs. Hey, why they haven't started them calling themselves like Mercury Rising or something like that as their tag team name is annoying to me because. I think it's funny you got two dudes who are like the biggest fans of Freddie Mercury, apparently. Shinsuke and Boogs, and they haven't done any homage yet other than just being awesome. But that dude right there, if you'd have told me, I look at that dude, he's got the look, he's got the strength, he's got the technique. That dude has got big time. If you scrape off the weird gimmicky stuff right now, 
But even he made that work. I agree. And I, and I do think if they do pull the trigger on them being the tag team champs, I think this could be really good. It feels more genuine than the Riddle Orton stuff. They were stuck in a weird scenario because of the fact that Shinsuke couldn't really wrestle for a little bit. I think if yeah. they don't, if they don't shelve this and have the Usos go over and move on to something else, if they will, and I think in the realm of things, they need to have the Usos lose because I think the Usos need to focus on being the henchmen for Roman for a little bit, too, in a yeah. grander scheme. So I think it's a good move to have Boogs and Shinsuke go over and then kind of revisit it, re- revisit this and be able to focus on them wrestling going out of this. Because they're both, like you said, Boogs is fantastic and Shinsuke seems to like what he's doing. And this could really be great for the show going forward. Now, the main event of the evening to me is the Lynch Belair match. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of selling it. I feel like you said we've seen Belair in bad, bad situations now for an extended period, including being hurt here. So Mm -hmm. she has to, (laughs) I keep saying it, don't I? She has to go over. What's she have to do? She has to go over. Think so? You think she has to go over after they've how, how was it six months now? Yeah, I think that she has to go over too. Do you think she will go over? I, uh, no question in my mind, she goes over. Moving into night two, we have the Austin Theory Pat McAfee. What do you think of the build? I thought that build has been great, actually. My only issue would be why on earth is Finn Balor having to pay the penalty to get this thing going? But it does work in that I don't like Austin Theory at all right now, and mm-hmm. I hope Pat McAfee whips his ass. Yeah, and I'm going to say right now, after the uh, the one-time teaser Pat McAfee-Adam Cole match, I am excited to see what Pat McAfee can do. Agreed. I mean, he was great. He was great then, and I think this is going to be fantastic here. Sammy and Johnny Knoxville, the mm. build. You know what? For a celebrity match build, it's been good. They've, they've had a lot of outside stuff. They've, you know, I've Sammy is just enjoyable to me. I know I don't particularly like Johnny Knoxville that much, although I do think he's a much better actor than I give him credit for when he winds up in stuff. I, I think this is going to be pretty good. I think Sammy's going to lose, and I think that's great. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect. All right, now oddly enough, we have this. Mella, Zelina, Naomi, Sasha, Liv, Rhea, Natty, and Shayna, Matt. The build for this is so weird. If you just look at what you got on paper there, that's great tag teams. That's a great foundation for a tag team division right there. Agreed. I mean, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, I think they're good points for in their career for each other to work with each other. Natalia and Shayna Baszler makes so much sense if they would actually give Natalia the, the respect she – she deserves. I totally get it. You got your your baby face, Sasha and Naomi. Man, come on. Right. Now, the real question, now, Mella and Zelina, they have shown chinks in their armor. I think the only question here, I felt like Naomi, Sasha go over for sure, but there's a little piece of me that wonders, does Sasha just go ahead and jump to the chase and backstab Naomi during this match? It could happen, sir. They can't have nice things. And see, here's my thing. They had to put together a tag team division basically in about six months. Right. And they they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Now hold it together and actually do something with it. Right. Put the belts on, on Naomi and Sasha. Let them have a quick little back and forth that ends a backlash with, with Mel and Zelina. 
then let them do a rivalry with Natty and Shayna, and then let them drop the belts to Liv and Rhea with Sasha Backstab and Naomi. And we're halfway through the year, and we've gotten fantastic tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. This isn't hard, right? No. It's not bad. It's not hard math. Okay. Now, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to save a match that we think is going to be on this till till later because I want to – Roman and Brock, I like the build up. Uh, the last couple of weeks, like you said, have been weird because of Roman for some reason fleeing from Brock. The rest of it, though, is – go I'm ahead. say this. I, w- I was impressed Brock's able to drive a Skytrack. Those things are not as easy as everybody thinks they are to drive. Yes, they have been giving him the Stone Cold moments. Yeah. Although, Stone Cold can't rip doors off cars. No, no. <laughs> I think the door was a gimmick, but I don't really think it matters. If, if Brock Lesnar wants your car door, he's going to have your car door. He can have it, right. So, I think I think that Roman goes over. I think so, too. And then I hope that we have Roman and the Usos focusing. I would guess somehow the Usos get involved, if what, whether it be distraction or whatever, and then that turns into Roman going over because I feel like you can't unify the titles. Roman's been the biggest thing in the company now and in all of wrestling for you know since he turned heel. I don't think you can unify these titles with somebody that's not Roman Reigns. I don't think you could. I think you could, and you could make up all the excuses for it you wanted to, but I don't think you should. I don't think that's the story long-term that you want to tell. Now, tell me this. If he does retain, now, don't get me wrong. Now, Brock Lesnar can always be your champ. It's not a problem. That's my point. You could go that route and you could make every justification for it and be right. Roman needs to lose the belt early, though, after that. Maybe at Backlash, maybe something soon thereafter. That I agree with that completely. Because he needs to lose it and get it back in time to build up steam for Mania coming up. Well, you got to have the hero's journey again. You've got... You gotta have him lose it so he can have to, you know, have some sort of realization or do some sort of training, you know, go off and train with Jake and Snake Roberts to go over his fear of, uh, fear of dead people or something. Whatever. <laughs> Overcome an obstacle. Storytelling is important. Or dive further in. Yeah. Yeah. Go further into the abyss and don't let the Usos be tag team competitors for a little while have them just be your henchmen for a while you know that kind of thing now i feel like match of the weekend is going to be edge and aj do you like the build-up i think they that's one they've done a good job on right i think edge wrote all of that oh i think so too i think edge did everything including walked in the door and said hey i got a new theme song because i got a new character and you're gonna let me play it then you're gonna give me blue lighting i got a suit in this bag Let's go get them. I'll let you know what we're going to do when we get out there, AJ. This is great because we need AJ to turn babyface anyway right now. Yes. Who wins the match? I'm going to go Styles. I'm going to say they give Styles this moment. A heel edge can lose right here and still and still challenge for a title. He's shown that. 
he's shown that a billion times. You can't take you can't take the shine off him. Oh my goodness! I just thought about one thing though. Going what? back, if Brock is the universal champion, that allows you to have heel edge Brock for a title. It does. See, that's what my point is. Is you can tell that story. I I think it's still a good story, but I think your best story is Roman Reigns overcoming. I also don't know that it doesn't feel like Edge needs to quit anytime soon. No, no. He's feeling like he's shooting right now. And, you know, he might have two years, three years in him before he even needs to slow down for a while. Exactly. I think this has a shot at being match of the year. I think it does. If they will get you – know, oh, God, Kevin, you've ruined it. Why? Edge is going to come out there and kick AJ straight in the jump. <laughs> Edge is going to kick AJ in the junk. I can promise you that. I don't think it will end the match. But I can promise you that is going to be a part of the script. Because if nothing else, they're going to want us to think, damn, they blew it again. See, you you, you sometimes ascribe to them a level of self-awareness that I'm not sure they have. I, I think they look back on some of the stuff and go, that's gold, Jerry, gold. Well, they'll call it a callback. <laughs> Give them an Easter egg. I'm calling oh. it they're, re- they're, re- they're reminding us of their yeah. former mistakes. Because you know he's going to kick him in the dingling and then impale or DDT him. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not he kicks out. And I think he will. I think he will kick out. I think he will go over. And I think AJ versus Roman for that universal thing is where you really need to go first. And they, Bam, and you can sell me on that. You can sell me on AJ Styles coming in there and taking that belt off Roman. And then after having AJ fill around in this tag division, build your own Amos, have a great time, show everybody exactly what level of sports entertainer he is, you can give him multiple matches with Roman. Mm hmm. After this, and you can have him reanoint himself as the greatest wrestler in the world. Yes, because it's still there. Oh God, yeah. And if you put, oh, the- let me point out one thing. While you just said a name there, almost, almost, dude. If nothing else, you know, I always say that WWE can't have more than one of anything. Can't have two giants. If you have two giants, you gotta have almost bury your other giant. <laughs> what is the deal with that? You're referring to the recent epic rivalry between Amos, Commander Aziz, and Apollo Crews, right? Dude, I don't know. There's there's no rhyme. It doesn't make any sense. And, and if Seth is so desperate to have a match, and we'll get to him in a minute, Amos is available. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we all we all know that we all know who's coming in for that match, though, Kevin. Your personal friend. Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, the other thing to talk about too, the, uh, the KO. KO show is supposed to be on night one. And I have, I, I fantasy booked it and I'm telling you, I hope Stone Cold is able to have some form of a match. And I hope that in night one, we get the Stone Cold telling him off and finishing it up with, and if you really think you want your moment so bad and you wanted a match so bad, you're going to get it tomorrow night. And he kicks him in the stomach. And stuns him, and we get two nights out of this instead of one. That would be the optimal, right? And I think they've been holding out with Stone Cold trying to figure out whether or not it's possible. Now, I, I'm t- it doesn't matter what they do with Kevin Owens' show, 
Stone Cold comes out, the music hits the pop, the crowd there is going to just love whatever happens. If they manage to give us one kick in the stomach in a, in a stunner, wonderful. If we get a three to four minute fight and Stone Cold beats him up, slams a couple beers off his head, wonderful. I'll take it. Right. But I would just, it would be so wonderful if he would dress him down verbally, stun him, and then promise him he's going to kick his ass tomorrow night. Because that would be, that takes this WrestleMania from, I really think we're going to get a good tonight to holy cow. Right? Because Kevin Owens can do it. No matter what story Stone Cold wants to tell out there, Kevin can help him tell it. They can get there. Right. He doesn't really have to be able to work. He just has to be physically at a point where he can't, where he's less likely to be seriously injured going forward. Yeah. So that, so that Kevin could pick him up and throw him down if he needs to and, and stun him and have, you know, have Stone Cold kick out of his, out of the fake stunner. The, the, the guy who's utilizing my move. You know, that would be like this cool epic moment, right? Because you would have, Oh my God, Owens is going to beat him with his own move. And then he kicks out and then he hits his move and the epic Owens. story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, another thing we don't know, I don't know what is going on with Finn Balor. Rumors, something about maybe an icy ladder match. If they do manage to do that, great. If they do it, it'll be wonderful. It hurts my feelings that, that Finn is not a part of something more important right here. It seems like you have two nights. You should be able to figure this out. <laughs> I thought it was weird. We have, you know, Ricochet finally gets his belt and then they have him lose two matches in a row. And so now he's going to have this match on WrestleMania SmackDown, which I get it. I get it. People are upset because we're doing the, the, the battle Royal, not on the pre-show, but on SmackDown, I believe people are upset that you're defending this, uh, Ricochet's defending against Los Lotharios, but it is a show. WrestleMania weekend and people are going to be paying 200 something dollars to sit in the arena. They have to have some kind of matches to show and something needs to be on the line for them. Seems like you can move some of that. Your intercontinental matches on SmackDown and Johnny Oxville's wrestling, Sami Zayn, Logan Paul's wrestling, you know, well, I'm I just say, I can tell you this, the celebrity that, matches ain't getting moved. Have, Sports entertainment versus pro wrestling right there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And to be honest, if you're buying that SmackDown ticket and they're doing that Hall of Fame ceremony ceremony post-it, you're getting a good night. Yeah, you are. You know, you're going to get to see The Undertaker go into Hall of Fame in Texas. Come on, man. That might be a pretty pretty good deal. I think it will be. Now, Riddle Orton, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy, I don't know where this winds up, like what night, but I think this is going to be fantastic. And I, I have this, who do you think goes over here? I kind of hope Alpha Academy does. Give me a reason. Just because they need some legitimacy and you need some legitimate heel teams. Well, RK Bro and Street Profits, man, how long have they been... Street Profits were playing mini golf with Vikings and stuff. How long did they have the belt and all? Then RK Bros had it off and on. You got to have other teams that look like they're actually dangerous. I kind of feel like Street Profits go over for some reason. Oh, I feel like that pro- could be the option. I'm just saying who I think should win. Right. Right. I love Alpha Academy together. 
and they do fit the bill for what is currently the WWE tag team uh, blueprint, which is they can be funny in that they can make fun of themselves on accident and they can put themselves in weird situations and they can be incredibly villainous because they are incredibly talented in their imposing. So that is the bill for what WWE wants because they don't want anybody to be hated, I guess. No. <laughs> Not even it, – it's, it's crazy to watch. Now, quickly, before we get to what we believe is going to be a match, let's talk stand and deliver real quick. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now, back to Go Home Heat. I feel like the build for Stand and Deliver has been good. I am over the moon about a Carmelo Hayes, Santos Escobar, Solo Sequoia, Grayson Waller, and somebody else match. You? Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great match. I'm going to be honest with you. Solo Sequoia, he, he's okay to me. You know, he's third so I don't know. I think he's getting a big push because of his family. I think there's some other guys in that. Carmelo Hayes is a phenomenon. Grayson Waller is so hateable. Well, Solo's there to hold the ladder. I hope so. I don't know. He's gotten. I feel gotten like a lot. I feel like Waller goes over, and I don't know why. I feel like the only way to get the belt off of him, off of Hayes, right now, because he's the best. I think. I think Hayes should win because I feel like he's the best thing on the show, and we need to keep rolling with that right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for some reason Waller wins. In either way, I think Santos winds up on Raw or SmackDown. The only yeah. thing, the only thing that makes me wonder about that though is if you move Santos, you need to move the whole faction. I don't think they got any more room on AEW right now, Perk. <laughs> Do you think that Electra can? Is that the only place they're moving that faction? Do you think Electra can can run it with the other two in the tag division and it work without without Santos? No, I agree. They need Santos. That's strange. It's, that's too bad. But I think the match is going to bang. Who do you think wins? Ooh, I, 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 mm, I think you're right on the Waller thing. Okay, Champa and D'Angelo. If, Ch- if this is Champa's swan song with NXT, I really appreciate it. I think D'Angelo does go over. What do you think? I think D'Angelo goes over. Okay, Imperium versus MSK versus Creed Brothers. Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna go Imperium. I think so too. Do you think this tag match winds up being the best tag match of WrestleMania weekend? Yes. And I, I think well, the Creed brothers only lose because of some sort of interference by nefarious people because for some reason they're getting weird, a weird kind of almost twit turn. Right. The crowd likes them because they fit perfectly into it's easy to root for guys that just maul people. Yeah, dude, they're fun. And Bivens is so good, it's hard not to kind of like him. Because of the talent level of what Bivens is able to sell, they're turning into tweeners without wanting to. Mm-hmm. I think. And I think MSK eats the pen. I think so, too. Right? Uh Mandy, Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai. I hope it's Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai. I think oh, wait, it, is that a way? Or is that a tag team? No, what happened was they won the tag team thing. I think yes. I think Gigi Dolan's hurt. Oh, if, if, yeah. you, if you notice the when when the fisticuffs jumped off, Gigi backed away, and she's usually the first one to start throwing punches. So I'm gonna say that's a guess though. That's not a factual. No, I, I, yeah, I'll go with Eo and Taylor Ray on that. 
I feel like EO's going up. I think she shows up on Raw or SmackDown on on Monday or Friday. So I feel like Cora Jade goes over. Names. Let me let me give her new name. Yeah. The, who knows what they'll name her? There's. <laughs> you're killing me. Butch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll name her Jean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a pause. There's a pause. <laughs> like Terra Rising. It's a tribute yes. to the retired Triple H. But I think Core J goes over, and I think this with Eo leaving the division, it allows Kaylee Ray to kind of slide naturally back into her heel mode. I don't know. Then I, 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 the question to me is: Does Mandy stay? Or do they go ahead, if they're really going to do something with that tag division, do they promote all of them at one time? Because that whole group can go up at one time and, and they're built for Raw. They're built for SmackDown. Yeah, they are. Mandy's built for that. She's built for, uh, getting the mic, talking about how great she is and she's built for sports entertainment, right? Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Um, and I don't dislike Mandy by any means. I, no. I think she's, I, I, I enjoy her. And I think Cora Jade gives them a chance to say, see, we rebooted and we went with this really young champion and you guys all love her. But we're doing something good for you, right? That's, uh, that's my thinking. Gunther versus LA Knight. I think it's going to be killer. And I think Gunther goes over. What do you think? Oh, Gunther goes over. But yeah, that match could be, that's another one that could be matched the whole weekend. I know this sounds weird, but but L.A. Knight kind of reminds me of Mandy in that he's tailor-made to be on those other shows. Well, yeah. He's perfect. Except for, like, world's better in the ring part. Right. And world's better on the stick. Oh, yeah. But also, <laughs> Mandy's going to be able to walk into a meeting with two writers and Vince and she's going to get told to do something, and she's going to say, hey, that's great, and walk out there and do it. And L.A. Knight's going to walk into a meeting with Vince and two writers and go, man, that, that sounds a lot worse than what I was thinking, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> okay, Ziggler, Braun Breaker. Ooh, Braun Breaker. This is an establishment match for him. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I think so too. And of course, Zig gets out of the division. I think Braun goes over and he is the face of the company as he has been for the last month anyway. He and Carmelo take us into the future. Although Carmelo may be chasing Braun soon. Cause Braun ain't going to be around too much longer. No. Right. Okay. So now that we're done with that, let's get into. So here's the thing, guys. If Monday, supposedly Seth freaking Rollins has a meeting with Vince McMahon, in Stanford, Connecticut, on or wherever Vince McMahon happens to be Monday morning. If on Monday Night Raw, we are told that Seth freaking Rollins now has a match with Veer at WrestleMania, then you can stop listening now. Full stop. I appreciate you for coming in and listening. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out our friends at Daily Smart. If Seth Rollins walks into the arena and either doesn't have a match yet or it is announced 
that one Cody Rhodes is there. Continue to listen, please. I think Seth and Cody is going to happen. What about you? Oh, I think that, yeah. If it doesn't, they have wasted a lot of people's time. Okay. What's the biggest match on the card if Seth versus Cody happens? Still Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Is it? It is. I'm sorry. I love Seth, but the guy, the, the guy who got pissed off because he doesn't get to tell, I, you're not gonna. So, I'm gonna look at this in a macro sense. People, if Cody Rhodes signs to watch this, you have, what, about a million people watch AEW on. Mm-hmm. I, I personally believe 700,000 of those people watch both shows. There's a lot of people in the, in that group that watch Raw, SmackDown to complain about it. But there are, I believe, three, four thousand, four hundred thousand people that don't watch WWE programming that will watch this show with Cody on it and are going to wonder what Vince does to Cody. I think there is an entire AEW locker room that is going to watch that show. And is going to wonder what Vince will do to Cody. I think so the, Cody, the real the real drama here is not that match. The real overall industry drama is: Does Vince McMahon give Cody a glow up and make him look good? So if he wants some talent, he can start like he can sell them on. Look, I'll come over and make you a star, or. Does he do his usual petty stuff? Have Cody come out there dancing in polka dots, get murked or something, or have something bad happen to him, and show everybody that they don't want to come there? For the last time we had something that was similar to this was Sting versus Triple H. How'd that end, Kevin? Exactly. And that's how people assume this is going to end. Seth is the poster boy. For Vince McMahon's, ever since Seth said that to, to Osprey, we'll check bank accounts, little guy, to Osprey, who's the same size as him, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. Ever since that moment, ever since Seth tweeted out the best wrestling on the planet, when he was the main guy, he became the poster boy, the lightning rod for everybody that hated WWE and even inside of the company. As he winds up going over the fiend when he, when he, when he shouldn't have or when the, the fans thought he shouldn't have when they didn't figure out a good way to go around that rebuild of him as a villainous character post all of that he creates himself even like he went from what their uh, vanilla baby face was champion to this version of a heel which is so over the top sports entertainment you can't believe it but people love it right so he's the perfect guy to go out there and put Cody back in the trash bag. Yes, do it. Do it. Put him back in the bag. Correct, but that can't be the way this goes. No, because if it does, you just made sure that none of these dudes that you think you want from maybe like Wardlow or MJF, they got any common sense, they're going to be like, damn, dog. I'll, tell you, I'll get a big check, but I'll get embarrassed. A hundred percent. Or if you're thinking, I want to get this guy in a developmental contract that's on the indie circuit, 
and he's taking a choice between going to basically signing a contract and being on dark and elevation or being on NXT 2.0 or level up at first, he's going to look at this and say, well, the money's the same. I'll go over there. Right. But especially what you're talking about, the top tier talent. Can I trust Vince with what I think I am? Because I know my character is going to change. But can I trust him to make me a star? Cody Rhodes needs to go over, and they need to have a banger. Yeah, I agree with that. And it I, needs to be a four-star match. I feel like this is for the industry and for WWE shot at change, changing is the wrong word, but tweaking some of the concept, uh, perceptions of the company. I feel like this is the most important match in WWE since Tony Giovanni said that'll put butts in seats and Mick Foley went over. Exactly. Because that was the moment that WCW shot itself in the foot and started going downhill. And since that moment, there hasn't been a legitimate competition. Uh, if you don't want to use the word competition, because I, I tend to shy away from that word, an alternative. This is his chance to even the playing field on perception. Because the playing field's not even, regardless of what people say in reality. No. As much as the daddy's a, a billionaire over there, which he totally is, Daddy Khan. Mm-hmm. The revenue being created by Vince right now is unprecedented. He's going to sell 180,000 tickets this weekend. If you count the two shows and the two other shows around it, and I don't know how much freaking money he's going to make this weekend. But if he wants to tweak perception, this next couple of days has to be handled right, and this match has to be great. And the other thing is, Everybody knows what the Cody verse is like. And we have to go into the Cody verse a little bit. Because there people are gonna to want to know that his character isn't totally tweaked, right? Oh, Kev. What what do you think? What do you think is gonna walk out? Do you think it's gonna be like Cody's gonna get beamed out to the ring like Star Trek style? I <laughs> I would. Will a hundred dogs be terrified with fireworks as he proceeds in? <laughs> He's gonna ride a freaking bull out, bro. <laughs> yes. And nobody's gonna get it really till it's over. But then we're gonna realize that the real performance enhancing drug was the quaaludes they shot the bull up on to let Cody get on top of it to ride out there. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like the dogs from the what was it the kennel from hell match or something. <laughs> Obviously, dope. When they talk about evil things they've done, they never put that one in there, do they? No, no. no. Oh my god. Okay, I think Seth's perfect for the Cody verse. By the way, I think he died. I think he can do. Any, I think I'm not worried about Seth's part in all of this. I'm worried about Vince's no. part in this. And I'm not even worried about Cody. I think Cody can go out there and tell a fantastic story with I Seth. And I think that as much as Cody verse, as the Cody verse involves shenanigans, I don't think you'll see a ton of run-in stuff in the match. And I think that'll be good for Cody because the thing we all got tired of with Cody, besides a little bit of the 
pump himself up stuff is how much Arn Anderson had to be effective. Why, why does Cody need his own coach? That kind of crap, right? The other thing, too, the last time we saw Cody, he had a banger with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he did. And he dressed down the entire wrestling world the week before that when he let everybody know who the real Forbidden Door was. And it's crazy when you go back and think about that promo he laid down that night. And and he took the shot at Red Dragon and them for doing pretty good in bump class. And all of that stuff. You know, you remember that promo? Mm-hmm. And it was fire, dude. It was fire. You may not like what he was saying, but he did take things that were factual and line them up in order, right? <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what you want to say, you know, maybe you don't like Cody, but he was the guy who brought a spotlight to ROH that wasn't really there for a little bit. And he was the guy that went over to new Japan and got in this ladder match with Omega and, and brought the business bear and all that. And then he was the guy Tony doesn't seem to want to admit it anymore. He was the guy that went to Tony. He was the guy that met Tony in Jacksonville. Tony's trying to erase that from history. It feels like, but he was the one that was taking selfies at the football game. And we didn't know what it was all about. Next thing you know, there was a wrestling company. Cody is this unique person in the history of pro wrestling and the next match matters in the way that legacy winds up being. Am I wrong about that? No, I agree completely. So you're a Cody Rhodes fan now? No, I'm telling you he's going to come out in some uh, (laughs) polka dots (laughs) with a kilt made out of a garbage bag. And you know what? He's going to like it. Dan. If they do that to my best friend. Peter's running down his face. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. So, anyway, are you looking forward to this weekend? I think it's going to be fun. I am, too. I am, too. There's I- a lot of matches. I think there's a lot of good stuff. But, you know, it, it it's one of those ones, again, that can go either way based on a few decisions. I'm excited about this weekend. I, I hope it really do you know what the it's only thing really top this weekend and really make it like the greatest of all time? What's that? Stardust, Stardust showing? No, no. If Brock Lesnar teams up and his health is his greatest friend in all of wrestling, the one guy just about to ever get a, a laugh out of that guy before anybody else, our truth, our truth brought Lesnar Team up. I don't, I don't know if the world's ready for it, Kevin, but I am. You know what they should do? Are you ready? Yes. Coming out of mania, you know what I want? And I thought it sounds, it sounds stupid. I would like a ROH faction. Yeah. Sammy, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. There you go. Because I feel like those idiots can entertain me. All day long. <laughs> All right, so that's a wrap, man. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it, brother. Always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of Go Home Heat. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. And Justin, go home. <laughs> <laughs>